Hello, welcome to Lunch Plus here in studio, in the house. We're super excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. As you are hopping online, make sure that you put in the comments who you are, where you're watching from. Tell us hello so that we can say hello to you. And I'm with two of my favorite people. I'm really excited. Hi. None of these people are telling us who they are. I mean, it's, you know, Johnny Shaver says hello, but really, who is Johnny Shaver? Yes. Get introspective with yourself today. Let us know. Who are you? Who are we? Miss Chris Crabtree. Hello. Hi, Mama Crabtree. I can call you just straight mom today because, well, Buddy's not here, but this is really my, my mama, so I can't do that. Um, Lisa <laughs> Lamb, good afternoon. Hannah Seyfried, we love you. Prilla says, woo woo. Pastor Nicole is in the house. Serena says, hello. George says, hello. I, George doesn't talk that way, but that's my, my, my attempt at it. But we're super excited to have you today because it is going to be a great broadcast because here's what we've got in store for you coming up after this. <laughs> Table of contents. <laughs> First off today, we have our bubble gum challenge. What does that mean? You'll have to find out in a couple minutes. Dun, then dun, dun. we have another Q&A with Buddy and Pastor Brian. It's going to be awesome answering a question you are going to want to know the answer to. Then we have another What's Unfortunate. It is my very first time being on What's Unfortunate, and I'm excited to see what happens. And then we have Confessions with Barrett, and then we're going to go back to What's the Word with Mama. <laughs> Pastor Nicole is getting a lot of action out of these chairs right now. Like, while you're not watching her, she's spinning. <laughs> I haven't really sat in these chairs much, and they're very spinny. And so is our table. So you can't really, like, base yourself or secure yourself on the table. Buddy has asked Pastor a couple of times if what you're doing is distracting, because Buddy will watch back, and he's like, oh, I do that a lot. Yeah. Like, is it bad? <laughs> it's distracting. Yeah. This is also like a lazy Susan. Y'all should use this as a lazy Susan when you have food and just spend the food. I'm really glad you explained what you meant by lazy Susan because yeah. I immediately go to lazy boy furniture. because yeah. A lazy boy is something where they just kick back and chill. Lazy Susan actually gives you something. Yummy food. You put the food on there. You spend the Lazy Susan, everybody gets to share. Everybody's blessed by Lazy Susan. Oh, boy. The Lazy Boy just blesses whoever's in his lap. Oh, boy. Okay. There so you go. So, Josephine Rogers is watching live from her kitchen in math oh. class. It is time for Whoa. family chat. As you know, we like to take the first few minutes of each broadcast and chit-chat with you about completely random subjects. All of our questions this week, next week, and the following week will come from Serena Crabtree, questioner extraordinaire. Yay. Today's question, number one. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? So, Abby and I have talked about this one. Yes, yes we have. I. I would rather never have to stand in line again. I can deal, wait, was that my answer? I think that's my answer. That's my answer. Yeah, that's my answer. Like, I can wait in traffic. Traffic, like, there's at least a guaranteed at 30 seconds, like, they've got to switch, but. Red lights help, because that's typically when I'm like, ooh, red light, let me respond to this text real quick, or ooh, red light, let me put my lipstick on because I walked out with naked lips. So, red lights help every now and then. But I don't want to stand in line. No. No. Mm -mm. 
I did have to, George and I had taken uh, Kevin out to dinner a few weeks ago, yeah. and so I was coming out of Five Points, and that light that's right there mm -hmm. at Five Points, I'm not even joking, I waited for five minutes. I, like, and it still didn't change. Oh, it was so, like yes. it was malfunctioning. But it has one of those things that says you can't turn at the red light, so I made a calculated decision, and <laughs> after five minutes, and no one's on the road, I chose to drive. You heard yep. it on what's right. I sure Aaron did. needs to repent. I, breaker. I asked my husband's permission, and the head of my household said to go ahead. <laughs> George has to repent for leading his wife in the way she should not what go. What would you have done if you had been waiting for five minutes at a light? She would have gone after Oh, I'd have gone. <laughs> it wouldn't have taken that long. No, I've waited five minutes. There was one time, the one right there at uh, Walmart coming out of Wally that World. That was a long one, too. Well, there was one day, like, I mean, normally it's not a short light. There, there's one in Greensboro that is just eternally long. <laughs> but this one at Walmart, it's not eternally long, but it's like, you know, it's a longer one. But one day, kid you not, it was, I think, eight minutes. Now, I wasn't the first person in line. I think I was the second but the lane was clear around me. So you, you go for it. I was going to go, and then I just decided I can turn right, not mm -hmm. on red. So I turned right and then just went up and came back. Yep, I understand that. And it wasn't working. George, okay, to George clarify. says, I did in all caps, too. He's yelling at you. George, don't <laughs> yell at people. It's not Ooh. nice. George says he did not say go. He did not say, yes, I say go. He says, if you think you should go, then go ahead. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the claim. And when I called him at Blue Bay, uh -huh. it was two minutes in. Uh -huh. I waited another three minutes. He was straight up like home by the time I left. We left at the same time. He ran I do the that sometimes light. to my kids, too. Go ahead if you think that's what you should do. That is not what he was saying. That doesn't necessarily mean Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have unlimited first-class international tickets? What? Or never have to pay for food in a restaurant? Oh. Okay, unlimited first-class international tickets mm. or never have to pay for food in a restaurant? I unlimited first class international tickets. Yeah. yeah. I would I started to say restaurant because I don't travel that much. And it's not that finances are the reason I don't travel that much, but if I have free unlimited first class tickets, I'm sure I could probably travel more. Sure would. And here's the thing. How much of a blessing would that be to the ministry? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's exactly yeah, we could be like ministering all over the place. I'm thinking for sure we need to minister Italy. in Italy, Israel, France, Greece, Israel, New Zealand, Denmark, Ireland. Pretty much almost everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the really cold places. We can in go Arctic. when it's just a little bit chilly so that pastor can go and be happy, but not when it's all out cold. I mean like no. Yeah. And I don't need to go anywhere when it's all out hot either because then my husband wouldn't be happy. We can find a happy medium, and because we got free international tickets, we can fly anywhere at any time. I'm pretty, that. I'm pretty excited because George said he wanted free food, so I'll take the free tickets, so I'll just treat oh, him, and he'll just treat me, great, but and we'll be you together. You can't go together. Why? You can't fly together. Why? You only get I'm the free limited. international. Mm, I mean, um, she can get two. Unlimited. I need two. Oh, see, I'll, I didn't think about that because, I mean, the yeah. tickets are in your name. So can you put the ticket in somebody else's name? George says, think of all the people we could invite to lunch. 
It's true. Honestly, that is very true. true. Abigail could have tons of tacos, y'all. Really, as long as we're all family, we can just super bless each other with this whole deal. Like, Absolutely. did y'all know, side Here note, we go. this is about food and restaurants. <laughs> Taco Bell doesn't have stock. I was talking about this with a friend, Ashley Melton. And I said, we need to buy stock in Taco Bell because my family alone would make us rich. Truth, honestly. And she said, there is no Taco Bell stock. The horror. How do you, you believe that? This, what did you just say? The horror? The horror? I thought you said the horror. I'm like, what in the world is the, the horror? <laughs> Wait, is that a new horror? Yeah. Horror? Uh, horror. Exclamation. <laughs> the her. Grayson Pickett, I Hello. love you. She says tickets so I can go visit my nephews in Hawaii. Hawaii Ooh. is so we great. Need family in Hawaii. Okay, question number three. Dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Would you rather your only <laughs> mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? Oh, this is not a question. Giraffe, definitely. But how are you gonna get on the thing? Like, well, that's my main he's question. He's going to lay down. No. And <laughs> you use a step stool and climb up, and then he stands up. How are you going to get him to the point that he knows to lay down for you? Because Train he's him. a very smart giraffe, led by the Lord and by my, hey. And he drops. I got Although scared. I would like a donkey. <laughs> I mean, if we, you got scared. I thought you were talking your, to Luke. Hey. Oh, <laughs> you're in trouble, boy. Although I do have to say, with a donkey, I'd be in good company because Jesus did it. So I'd take either, but I do love giraffes. Uh, George says giraffe, you could, je you could joust with them. You could use them <laughs> as a battering ram. Uh, Chris says a giraffe may go faster. That's true. Um, yeah. Becca says that a giraffe would be the coolest ride ever. Okay, then let's switch it real quick. We're about to switch this. Giraffe or elephant? We'll put your favorite animals against each other. Giraffe. Boom. Elephant. <laughs> Elephant, definitely. I mean, giraffe or donkey, definitely giraffe because I have like a, I have a second story bedroom so I could literally just like get dressed in the morning and like open my window and just hop out and like slide down its neck and then just go on my way. I feel like that'd be pretty awesome. But giraffe or elephant? Giraffes also go faster than elephants. Elephants are so sweet though. Giraffes are sweet too. No one would come and against me in traffic. They'd all get away as I'm riding an elephant. I could step over traffic. That's true. An elephant could step on traffic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't Blam. want to hurt people. <laughs> I don't want to I'm hurt the sweeter them. of the three. That's probably, well, no. That, I feel like that's Abigail, but like, if we're just being super honest right now. She got my sweetness. Y'all imagine what I was like before Abigail. I mean, Abigail took sweetness right out of me. Jesus, help today. Whew. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> Thank you for being on. If you think an elephant would be cooler, you side with Abigail, your team Abby. If you think a giraffe would be cooler, you are team Pastor Nicole. And it's going to be a great one. This wraps up family time. We are going to hop over to our next segment, the Bubblegum Challenge. We'll be back in just a couple seconds with the rest of the Lunch Plus, lunch plus stuff. We'll see you
And it's going to be such a great day because here's what's coming up on today's broadcast. Coming up right now is the Bubblegum Challenge, right now with myself, Abby, and Serena. And, and after that, then we have Q&A with Pastor Brian and Buddy. And then after that, it's What's Unfortunate, which will be quite unfortunate. <laughs> and then we'll have Confessions with Barrett. And then, what's the word? If you heard me laughing off camera, it's because Serena sat down and she was taller, so I tried to lower her. But Serena is so light that when you hit the lever to lower, it raises her up. So, like, it did the exact opposite. So it was like, and to go down, she had to like wiggle herself down. I love you so much. you. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so up today we have the bubblegum challenge with Abby and Serena. And I have, so here's how it's going to work. Basically, they each have a full bag of bubblegum. And they have to see how many pieces they can fit into their mouth and chew. It's not just like right. residing there. They've got to chew those bad boys up. How many pieces of gum can you fit in your mouth? Have you ever wondered, I can do two pieces. I can do three, I can do four. How many can you actually hold? We're about to find out today. Nice. But full disclaimer, as you know, if you are longtime viewers of the show, Pastor Brian has talked about this. Abigail has been given left and right limits <laughs> with bubblegum before. Yes, and are. she's been told that she is not allowed to eat green apple gum. Extra green apple gum. She's not allowed to eat extra, extra. green apple gum, the brand extra. Yeah. And one quarter of this bag is green apple gum because of how it's reacted with her body and odors that then emerge from her <laughs> mouth. So we're going to see, we're going to put that to the test today. Pastor's not here. Um, it's, we're we're going to see what goes, what goes on. Do you guys feel confident in how many pieces of gum you can put in your mouth? I feel very confident. Look I, at you today. I, I, I won my last challenge, so I'm riding off of that victory this is true. right now. She did show down Marky with, mm -hmm. what did you eat? Donuts. 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 She Donuts. did trump with that. How do you feel today, ma'am? Not trying to insult myself, but I do. <laughs> I do feel like I have a bigger mouth than Serena. <laughs> Nothing, not trying to insult myself. I don't know why I'm like trying to make myself feel better about it. Like, I'm not insulting you. I don't mean it in a bad Self, way. It's okay. It's okay, but I think my mouth's a bit bigger. So, all right, we'll okay. see. Well, we're about to find out, and so are you. Put right now in the comments your guesses of how many pieces of gum. Team Abby is going to get in her mouth. How many pieces of gum do you think Serena's going to get? Is there a maximum amount of gum that can fit in a person's mouth? Put in the comments right now who you think is going to win, how many pieces are going to fit, and in four, three, Ooh. two, one, go for it. You started from four. So I know. That, well, it's, it's where we were on the clock, and I no, think we're just no. starting with an that even number. Mm -hmm. Now, these are also the pieces of gum that are, like, extra hard at first. Ah, like, yeah. Like, it's not like the nice, soft trident gum. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some, there's some diligence that is required. How you doing? Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Do, do you feel like you could blow a bubble? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. No, you're past the point of no return? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abby, a singing fan of the opera. 
Serena is five pieces of gum in. Abby is only picking out mm. the strawberry gum right now. She is her mother's child. So she's also five pieces of gum in. Six pieces for Abby now. Okay, Chris Crabtree, mother-in-law extraordinaire, believes that you can get 20. You have mm. one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Abby is up to six right now. It's well, starting to try mm -hmm. to go down my throat. Mm -hmm. Oh. Marky believes that Serena can get eleven in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Marky. I'm I'm watching I'm, I'm watching you guys slow down. We should probably can an assistant bring us some tissues? I feel like we are we're getting into dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Becca thinks that Serena will have 10 pieces and Abigail mm. will have 13. Mm. Wow, I don't have any room to chew. I see we're getting to the point where talking is difficult. Okay, here is some tissue. It's being really weird coming out of the box. <gasps> oh, the sounds. Can you hear those? Oh, oh my gracious. So bad. Don't make me laugh. Okay, we're coming up on two minutes, but I want to give you guys an extra 30 seconds because I believe you can get up to the 10 and 13 pieces that Becca is talking about. There's a dividing line. We are at 25 seconds left on the clock. I think you should just start shoving them in right now. Like, I, I believe oh, in you guys. That's what I've been doing the whole time. <laughs> Priscilla says you can do it. Priscilla says that Becca's guest is a good guest. There's a lot of wrapping paper up here. There's, there's a lot of you are already, like, just as an encouragement, you've already far surpassed the amount of warheads that you've had mm -hmm. Like, this is... Oh. There one went. Okay. We're about to go in five, four, three, <laughs> two, <laughs> and one. Okay. <laughs> I think this is hers. Okay. Well, okay. Now let's see how you guys do. Can you keep chewing while I count? I'll slowly count. One, two, three, four. Okay, I'm counting right now. Final guesses. Final guesses. If you can guess correctly any of the amount that either of these girls had in their mouth, we'll send you a gift card. So put it in right now if you can guess correctly. Okay, Serena has one. Two. Okay, I know how many Serena has. Put it in right now. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Okay, okay. Who do you think won? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Serena has 16 in her mouth and Abby has 12. Man. Serena has 16 <laughs> pieces of gum. That one doesn't count. <laughs> she has, you can totally spit that out, 100%. What was the flavor like in your mouth through that whole, oh. I made, mistake, I made the mistake of looking and it was like liquid gas, like it was black tar coming out of her mouth. Face That's a large, I need a Some water. We will get Serena some water. You, I feel like this that is could be a weapon. It is gross. Do you see this? <laughs> Man. 
Um, Priscilla says, if you were to turn into an animal, you would be a chipmunk. Thank you, Priscilla. Um, that was an exercise. <coughs> Mama Crabtree is very surprised and impressed. Do you think that you could top what the girls just did? Do you think you could top 16 pieces of gum? <laughs> Find out. I think this challenge is one that you should definitely do at home. If you are under the age of 13, make sure you have parental supervision because, you know, choking hazards and stuff. But if you're responsible, go for it. Do this at home. We're going to transition into our next segment, which is Q&A with Pastor Brian and buddy so stick around it's gonna be great hey guys it's time for Q and a Q&A oh this is one of my favorite segments um, too. and this is gonna be awesome this Amen. is gonna be really awesome hey if you have questions uh, that you would like to ask one of the things that we want to do is there's not every question can be answered by the Bible but we can get direction on it and if you have any questions we will do our best to find a biblical answer for you to set the standard on the word that gives us life and get those answered we've gotten some great questions it's actually we were talking about it multiple questions they've not been like simple yes or no questions they've been there's some depth to them and Today we have another one. Tell Amen. them the question we have today, buddy. Well, our question for today is, what does the Bible say about gluttony? And where is the line between all-you-can-eat buffet and hellfire? And hellfire. Mm -hmm. It's Alrighty. a slim line, I guess. Or it's wow. a broad line. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. How do you define that? Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's several, actually, there's several interesting points just in that. Your mm -hmm. question, for example, what is gluttony to you versus what is gluttony to me versus mm -hmm. what is gluttony to you? Uh, I think that you could find that and define that at different places based mm -hmm. off of your environment and your uh, atmosphere that you've come out of. So yeah. ultimately, you want to go to the Word and make mm -hmm. sure that you have the, bi the biblical definition of mm -hmm. it as well and look at gluttony yeah. in that way. Obviously, gluttony is overeating. It's basically feeding the flesh too much, mm -hmm. uh, eating more than you can. But it also brings up this point is the seven deadly sins, yeah. which is, you know, most people have heard of the seven deadly sins, but are you aware that that's not listed in the Bible? So a lot of people are like, what? Huh? No, but actually a pope uh, came, I think it was like, I think it was sixth century, the pope came up with seven deadly sins, and that's how they know gluttony. Although gluttony is mentioned as a sin in the Bible, there is no seven deadly sins that's listed yeah. in the Bible. That yeah. was something a man came up with. Yeah, so. and most of the time whenever you talk about gluttony, that's really all people can attribute it to. They can't really, yeah. they, like it's hard to, like, for a lot of people, it's hard to, like, think, oh, well, that's because of this scripture. Yeah. It's, oh, that's just one of the seven deadly sins, you know, yeah. and it's, that's, yeah. that's probably where this question came from, is what does the Bible say? Yes, you know? yeah. Well, and that's, and that's one, of the, and, you know, a couple of things to look at as well, although it seems like it's a simple question. Mm -hmm. another, another thing is, okay, is eating wrong? No, no, eating's not wrong. You have mm. to eat to live. Yeah. Uh, so at what point do you take something that's right mm. and even God-given yeah. and you move it into a sin and move mm. it into gluttony? Yeah. But then here's the other thing. Can gluttony take you to hell? Mm. Okay, and what does take you to hell? You know, mm. what? Or, or here's another question on the same. See, all of this, it opens up quite a number of questions. 
Can gluttony keep me out of fellowship with God or mm. keep the blessing of God from operating in my life? Mm. Yes, it absolutely can. Yeah. Uh, but first, I think glutton, you know, just defining gluttony, gluttony, I think, would fall under in the Ten Commandments, uh, have no other God before me or mm. do not worship idols. Mm. Uh, you can, we can get to the place where we literally worship the comfort of our flesh mm. more yeah. than we worship God, it, and that's where yeah. gluttony falls. It almost becomes like a, more of a coping mechanism than prayer. Like be anxious, yes. It's like be anxious for nothing but in all things, just eat your sorrows away. You know, it yes. can become, it can get in the place of yeah you're you know, you're God. literally seeking yeah. that as a source in in establishing mm. doctrine you know we said number one know that God is love number mm. two we must believe in him as a child but two things two questions that really help separate what is right and what's not is mm. Who's the source and who yeah. gets the glory? Yeah. And so, you know, if ice cream really comforts me, but ice cream gets the glory over mm -hmm. the comfort of God, mm -hmm. I've, even though that sounds small, I've really yeah. stepped over into an area I don't need to be in yeah. simply because, and here's the, he, that ice cream gets the glory for it, which mm -hmm. we make fun of on social media or something. Mm -hmm. But here's the other thing. I'm really utilizing that food as my source of comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's a danger because ultimately my level of life will be lower because I'm doing that. Yeah. But here's another thing is who's on the throne of our hearts. Yeah. So is if God came up to me, and, and I've had him do this, in the middle of a, you know, what if God came up to me in the middle of eating a meal at a restaurant and he says, don't eat that. Mm. You know, am I going to put my fork down? Well, it depends who's on the throne. Is that mm. plate of food on the throne or don't have that dessert? Or mm -hmm. you know, what's on the throne? Yeah. You know, if he tells me to fast, you know, <laughs> I never realized how much blowback I would get when I started talking about fasting. And people were like, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. that was, you know, like, I'm, I can't fast. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can. Well, no, I can't. I was like, but the Bible says to do it. It, yeah. it didn't say, you know, if you fast. It said when, when you, you fast. fast. Mm -hmm. And so people thought, and really that has ties to gluttony mm -hmm. because you think that, that that food is your only source of life. Mm -hmm. Not, And I love what Bishop David said, uh, Bishop David Oedepo, he said, don't eat mm -hmm. away your destiny because mm -hmm. there's destiny that's yeah. unwrapped in prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And so many, many times food has come first and food's been sitting on the throne. Mm -hmm. Or just the fact that, let's say you make a uh, trip to the coffee store every single morning. What if God says, don't do that? You know, a few yeah. weeks ago, he told me, don't have any coffee for a while. Mm -hmm. So I went for like two and a half, three weeks with no coffee, mm -hmm. and I just put it down just like yeah. that. That's because it, it's not sitting on the throne, and mm -hmm. we have to be ready to yeah. do that at any time. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, to answer the question of what gluttony is, it's giving it a place that God hasn't given it in our yeah. life. Giving food or what we intake a place that mm -hmm. God hasn't told us to give it. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can't, if I go to a restaurant and I have to order more than just a meal, you know, like I've seen people order two or three value meals, two or three mm -hmm. things like that. 
I've, I've watched people where they order a meal and then an extra sandwich on that. If I'm, if I'm having to do over and above what my body actually needs to live and thrive, I probably have entered into some gluttony, at least on a small portion. It's one of those things. So if I'm at a, you know, a buffet, you know, we were talking about this. If I'm yeah. at a buffet and, you know, it's okay to have a meal where you eat a lot every now and then. That's okay. But if it's a regular occurrence... That's a problem, and that's where you move into that place. So. Yeah. All I could think of was Ron Swanson, like, from Parks and Recreation saying, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. <laughs> and, and he was like, I know you heard, give me a lot of bacon and eggs, yeah. but I said, give yeah. me all the bacon and eggs you have, and that's probably not good. Well, then yeah. you, you also have, uh, you know, what you <laughs> relate to versus what I relate to. So mm. say, for instance, that you eat... Let's just say at a meal, uh, 500 calories per meal that yeah. you eat that, and I eat 750 calories. Mm-hmm. You could look at me and say, that's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're gluttonous if you go over 500. And, and, that, and here's where it gets into. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 8, uh, in verse 10, and also in chapter 10, it says, God says, I will write the law mm. on your heart yeah. and in your mind. Mm. And so he may write something that works for you that doesn't work for me. And I think mm. that happens, like, for example, like some people just talking about food, they actually desire and God has put it in their heart to have steak or red meat on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. For me, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. He's actually told me to not eat red meat on a regular basis and Come to find out through science, I, now before I had the science on it, I had that written in my heart. It was yeah. on, and but f- science, my blood type, things like that, mm-hmm. actually chicken, fish, stuff like that is better for me than red meat all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't desire it as much. Mm-hmm. And God wrote that on my heart, yeah. so I need to follow the law of God that He's written on my heart. And mm-hmm. if He's written on mine, seven fifty is written on yours, five hundred. Mm-hmm. Then we're both obedient if we follow that. Yeah. But if I go over that, or I don't go up to it, mm-hmm. then I can be in the wrong there. Yeah. And um, so that's where you have to. Here's the key, though. Most of the time, when people are moving over into sin, mm-hmm. they think that where they've been has not been sin. Mm-hmm. So they think that what they're doing is okay. So I've literally watched people go to a fast food restaurant, order, I'm, I'm talking about guys my size, mm. and not doing extra work, mm. just, you know, yeah. and they're ordering two and three value meals at a restaurant. Mm. They don't need it to live. They're not doing that kind of work. Mm. They just want it, and they've, they've gotten to the place where it's okay, and now it's, it's gluttonous. Mm-hmm. And you move into a place where that can be a dangerous a dangerous place. Yeah. Because you're you're pulling on something else as your source besides mm-hmm. God, ultimately because you're not listening to his Holy Spirit mm-hmm. give you direction and not being willing to correct that. And that's yeah. something to just really get honest about and put mm-hmm. your flesh in. And I, I like food, so I've yeah. had to correct myself many times. I know there's people out there that they think, well, you, you just being skinny comes easy to you. I'm thinking you you don't know. <laughs> You don't know, man, I would eat my way through Texas. I mean, it would be, I would eat all the way there and all the way back. I love different foods and I enjoy it. I have to be very disciplined on a regular basis to not eat that. And that's where we have to put the flesh down. Yeah, and I guess the best way to do that is fasting, right? Fasting is a great way to empower yourself to, um, you know, 
to basically empower yourself to break bondages and yeah. to have the willpower mm -hmm. to say no. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way. It's yeah. a great, great way. Not just for gluttony, but any kind of sin as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just reminded of when Paul says, uh, you know, their God is their belly. Yes. You know, and, and, yeah. and the best way to do that is just submission. And be, like you're saying, being led, yes. you know, follow, you know, what God's writing on your heart. Yes. Um, yeah. So that you don't go over into indulgence. That's good. Well, and That's then you, you start to look into this, too, because part of the question was, when does it lead to hellfire? So, in other words, as soon as you step beyond the what is written on your heart. But see, here's the question, mm. and the, I'll go back to this, is, Many times when something's written on somebody's heart, they don't know it because their conscience is seared. Yeah. And so they think they're okay because they haven't humbly and with honor and humility examined what God has written there. Mm -hmm. And that's where we all need to back up and say, God, what are you actually saying to me? Let me not pretend that what I've been doing is 100% okay. Yeah. Show me, I'm asking you, show me clearly what is okay and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And we need to do that on a regular basis yeah. to check. Remember, it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. So it's not something, and well, that sin of gluttony, it won't take me to hell. It can, mm -hmm. because ultimately you go to hell because you don't believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's the only reason, mm -hmm. the only sin. But a sin, any sin, mm -hmm. left unchecked, can take you to the place where you lay down the sacrifice of the blood of Christ. Yeah. Any sin can lead you to that place, and, and the Bible talks very clearly about that. So it's not something, that may sound small to you, but it doesn't matter anything. Mm -hmm. If it's sin, we need to be, you know, be honest with it. Yeah. So that's when, that's when it gets very dangerous is when we leave sin unchecked. Right. And uh, there's actually a verse in, um, there's actually a verse in uh, uh, Romans Romans 8.13, and it says this, If you are living according uh, to the Spirit, then you are putting to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. Amen. So that means we need to actively be putting to death the deeds of the body. So that means I can't just have a sin, and I'm leaving it sitting there knowingly. I've got mm -hmm. to be working on getting yeah. that thing to go away. And if I'm doing that, then I'll, I'm good. If my direction is towards God, but just because I think godly thoughts doesn't mean my direction is towards God. Mm -hmm. Those deeds of sin have to be being put to death yeah. on a regular basis, and I'm dealing with them. I'm not just leaving them there. And I'm not leaving them there by ignorance or otherwise. In other words, he's given us the Holy Spirit to highlight mm -hmm. those areas, and we need to be working on them. And if we do, we'll have life to the full. Amen. So when we put those things, yeah. the life of God will just overflow. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. guys... Thank you for joining us for this session of Q&A. Again, we want to encourage you to send us your questions. Yeah. Uh, and if you can do that at whatsright.com, send us your questions. We want to answer your yes. questions, especially yeah. here on the broadcast. But thanks for joining us for Q&A. Now we're moving on to our next segment. Love you guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I'm super uncomfortable by these opening poses. Uh, it's time for What's Unfortunate. 
I, unfortunate. I enjoy this game when I'm not the one doing the unfortunate thing. Oh, I like how you, how you did your little jingle. I followed yours, um, though. You set a pattern. What's did, unfortunate? What's unfortunate? Did I do that? You did. Oh. Sure did. I did not notice that I did that, but apparently I have music in my blood. Anyway, what, what we're going to do today is I have a wheel full of unfortunate tasks from eating a spoonful of mayo, which I'm sure Kevin really enjoyed doing last week, to doing an interpretive dance of anything that I choose for you to do. Uh, we got a ton of awesome stuff on there. Are you guys ready for this? Super ready. All right, right now, hey, I... Hold on, did you just say you're not doing this? Your name's in this in this thing that could be no, wrong. No, I said I enjoy this game when I'm not the one doing it. Okay, I'm just making Funny sure is. you didn't take your name out. Because <laughs> you screened the names earlier. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have integrity. I have integrity. Amen. All right, um, so I have three <laughs> names in my hand. I'm going to ask you to take one name out. If it reads Abby, it's pronounced. No, I just knew take what one. it was. I saw it, and I didn't want to cheat. So All I right, mean. now you take a name out. Well, I only took one. The name that's left in my hands is the one we're going to do. Mm. All right, so Barrett, open yours. Tell, tell us who's not going to be it. <gasps> oh, praise oh, God. I'm so excited. Oh, no. All right, Abby, take your... Open, open yours open. Oh, no. I'm really sorry that was loud, guys. I had lots of feelings. I feel the discernment. Discernment? Discernment. God is good. It's going to be Abby. Abby is going to do it. Did okay, you know if I'm you done. read your name backwards, it says Ida? Ida. I Ida wish to not play this game. I need you to know that I almost drew your name. Like, I looked in, and I saw that I was about to take yours. I'm like, I feel like I'm cheating. So I could have protected you, but I protected wow. the integrity of the game more. I love you. Awesome. Well, and you picked your name. it's time to spin Somehow the more. wheel. Of unfortunate consequences. Let's do this. I really like the. I really like the music. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Doctor Seuss rap. Oh, that was really close. You almost had to eat mayonnaise again. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. was like super. Okay, so I have the so lyrics exciting. to "There's a Wocket in My Pocket." <gasps> and what you're gonna have to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna put down a beat, not with my mouth because I can't do that. And you're going to have okay. to rap Dr. Seuss. I can right? do this. You have no, confidence you in yourself? I'm... Did you say, no, you can't? I said, yeah, you can't. Oh, I thought you said, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm you like, can. wow. How, how encouraging. I mean nothing <laughs> by this, but I'm white, in case y'all were wondering. I, w I was not wondering. No, I can see <laughs> that visually. Yeah. Like, it's not a question so for I'm, me. So I'm interested to know how well this goes, because this has not been a forte of mine. Okay, Are you ready? Are you ready? This is going to be so fun. I, I want you to put it in the comments whether or not you think Abby's going to nail it or fail it. I feel like that can be a, a, broad, a, a whole segment in itself. Nail it or fail it. Is she gonna, is, thumbs up if you think she's got it in her. Thumbs down if you think uh, her whiteness will overcome. I have the utmost confidence in you. The utmost confidence. Utmost. Man, that's something. Right. That's something. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the beatbox with my <gasps> Even. Absolutely. Yeah, because cause I don't know how well the music will translate through my microphone. Absolutely. So. <laughs> All right. I'm going to embarrass myself, but that's okay. You ready? Super ready. How much of this? This is a whole... Oh, this isn't a whole book. Okay, is it, I'm ready. I'm it ready. is the whole book. All right. Did you ever have the feeling there's a wasket in your basket or a mirror in your bureau? What? What? Or a wasset in your closet. Sometimes I feel quite certain there's a curtain in my curtain. What? <laughs> Sometimes
sometimes I have the feeling there's a Zlock in my clock and the Zelf on the shelf. I have to talk to him by myself. By myself. That's the kind of house I live in. There's a nink in the sink and the zamp in the lamp. There's a rather nice, I think. Some of them are very friendly, like the yacht in the pot and the yaddle in the bottle. Some of them are friendly, some are not. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. I know I stopped you early because I'm running out of breath. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly genuinely impressed with that. That was very good, wasn't it? It was very good. I'm oh, man. I'm Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Does that help? It kind of yeah. did have the rhythm of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, like, that's the one I've uh, watched like 50 times. I really mm -hmm. enjoy it. I got you. Man, my stomach hurts now. That, that was... I was impressed with your beat dropping. Really? Thank nice you. I, I really hope that went even better, sounded even better through the microphone. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch this later because, man, that was good. That was good. I'm not going to lie. Good job. Like, lie. we're going to have to like go back <laughs> and like add some like real beats over that and just I feel like we can edit that super well. It's my new ringtone. <laughs> Every time a text comes through, there's a locket in my pocket. And that's not even the word, but hey it's man. okay. Hey, man. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for this segment of What's yeah. Unfortunate. This was actually, like, really I'm leaving fortunate. this one refreshed. <laughs> We're leaving this one happy and refreshed and not, like, grossed out and disgusted. The tide so. has turned here on the <laughs> Lunch Plus broadcast. <laughs> it really has, and I'm so happy about that. There's a new, new day dawning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> new skills are being found. This is, this is nice. Amen. Well, so. come back and watch rap segment with Abigail. You yep. know, rap battle. Next week we'll have a rap battle. Why not? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us for What's Unfortunate. Now we're moving on to our next segment. Thanks for joining us. Bye. See ya in a second. Hey guys, welcome into confession time. We, as you know, here at the broadcast, we like to put a confession in your spirit and have it come out of our mouths because the word accomplishes what we send it to do. So all of our confessions that we make here at the broadcast, they are found in the word of God. And we have one that we want to say together with you. We consider you to be family, to be partners, and we just love you. We believe in you. We're excited for what the Lord is doing in your life. And so together, before we hop into what's the word, we want to pray with you. So we're going to put today's confession up on the screen. Confession number five and join your voice with mine and let's agree together to see the things of God happen in our lives. Confession number five. Join your voice with me. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness. We hate sin. We walk in holiness. And we are anointed by God. Amen. That is you. That's me. That's for every person who has their relationship with Jesus. That's who you are. You're anointed. You walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. You win souls. And God, God loves you. He loves you. And we're just so excited to have you here with us. But right now, it is time to hop over to What's the Word with our special guests today, Pastor Nicole, Serena, and Abigail. It's going to be a great one. We'll see you in just a second as we hop over to them. Ladies. Ha, 
Hello, hello. Hi guys. And gals. <laughs> and gals. Yep. I'm still singing in my head. So Barrett said, what's the word? So oh. then I'm like, word, word, word. His word is the word. So I'm over here entertaining myself, so. I'm saying a walk it in my pocket. Yeah, me too. I'm mm -hmm. still on that beat. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go listen to it again. I couldn't hear it really well. I heard Buddy beatboxing, and was I was really tickled good. at Barrett's uh, dance. She looked like she was <laughs> rubbing the dog. So that's what I've named it. It's the rubbing the dog dance. And occasionally she patted his head. <laughs> then once in a while she wiped the slobber off. There you go. <laughs> so it's the doggy dance. <laughs> it is the doggy dance. Oh, it's a good day. Who's ready for the word? Amen. Word, word. Momo. The word is the word. Momo, don't hello, Momo. Nancy Pruitt is my mama. Aww. Abby's Momo. My Momo. She's here to see her baby girl. Her very first grandchild. So, Abby is the reason. The other week, I told Buddy when Mama Crabtree was saying hey to Barrett, and then she's like, hey, bud. <laughs> and I told, I told Buddy, don't worry, this is just training practice for years down the road when y'all have kids. This is how grandparents treat you, you know. Before kids, it's like, hey, baby, how are you? I love you so much. Then the grandkids come, and it's like, bring oh, me my baby. Hello, baby Gucci. And it's like, oh, hey, Nicole. <laughs> this is why I know that. Yep. Because of Mama and Abby. <laughs> Yep, that's how it happens every time still. <laughs> yep, that's Just pretty like much that. true. Yeah, basically. If mama comes, the kids walk out with candy, and I'm like, bye, baby, I love you. <laughs> I'm like, well, they get the good stuff. M&M's normally. Yep. Pretty great. M&M's, yep. Well, it's a good day. We are on continuing with the word of it is time to awaken. <laughs> And we're discussing prayer. So probably over the next two days, unless the Lord leads different, we'll probably discuss prayer today and tomorrow. But there's different kinds of prayer. And you've got personal, private prayer. And you've got corporate prayer. Yeah. And we'll see clearly in the Word that both are not only good, but they're required. It's what Jesus modeled. It tells mm -hmm. us in the Word again and again and again. So we're going to jump in today on prayer. So if you have any questions or comments, put them in the um, comment box and y'all jump in. All right. So I am my husband's wife. Uh, so I'll, I'll go. But I want to <laughs> hear from y'all. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I was looking up some stuff last night and found a quote from theologian and preacher Jonathan Edwards. And he once said, prayer is as natural an expression of faith as breathing is of life. Mm -hmm. So you imagine if we sat here and we tried to hold our breath, it wouldn't go very long before we turn colors and pass out. We're not going to yeah. do that today, although it would make for an interesting broadcast. Yep. But the question is, do we do the same with our prayer? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I've noticed, um, you know, I noticed like when after I had Luke, our youngest son, I went through about a year of postpartum depression. And I noticed, and I think we've talked about it before on here, I know we have in church, but it's like when you're going through the junk, the last thing you feel like doing is the very thing you need, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, 
When you feel like you can't breathe, you need to stop, slow down, and just take a deep breath. And just calm yourself, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, a lot of times when somebody starts to panic, they're like, just sit down, right. breathe. Because when you panic, it's like, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, I can't, I can't. And you start panicking mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, sit down, breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the same is true of life. You know, yeah. when life starts to get crazy, what we need to do is what Jonathan Edwards was saying. Right. It's the breath of our mm-hmm. life. It's, Lord, I need you. And it's yeah. just stopping to take a moment and pray, talk to God. And I looked up, you know, the definition. I want to see what other people said. I know what prayer is, but I looked up mm-hmm. and want to see what other people said. And they simply defined it, and it can't get much simpler than this. Yeah. Prayer is communion and cooperation with God. Mm-hmm. It's talking to Diddy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, yeah. asking, I was asking Luke on the way here. I was like, all right. We're going to do the broadcast. We're going to preach or teach about prayer. What do I need to know? He's like, well, I mean, it's just telling him stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it really is that simple. You know, even a seven-year-old can get it. Yeah. And um, I think the issue we find with prayer is that we want to make it harder than it's got to be. Right. You know, we think there's got to be a certain order, a certain way to do it. I know it's so funny to hear people who... They're trying their very best, but they just don't know yet. Like, I did this early on in my salvation. It's like, I'd go King James. <laughs> it was time for prayer. <laughs> Y'all know there is not a King James bone in my body. It's like Southern <laughs> through and through. But it's like, Lord, thy will be done. And I was praying one day, and God said, Have, do you ever say thy in your speech? No. He's like, just talk. I want to hear Mm. from you, not from King James. I heard from him in his time. I want to hear from you. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. the thing. Diddy wants to hear from us. Right. You know, he wants to hear what do you have on your heart today? Mm -hmm. It's not just going and, you know, I thought Luke put it so greatly. I asked him, I said, so when you go and you talk to him, what are you talking about? Like, why do you pray? And he made a statement and it was so simple yet profound. He's yeah. like, well, just to see what's up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, that is so good. Mm-hmm. You know, go to God just to see what's up. You know, you want to know what to do mm-hmm. in the craziness of mm-hmm. life right now? Yeah. Go to God and ask God, Diddy, what's up? Right. What mm-hmm. is up with this craziness? Because yeah. here's the thing, 2 Corinthians 2.14 mm-hmm. says, Praise be to God who always leads us in right. triumph. Well, if I get the cart before the horse, the horse isn't taking me anywhere. The cart's just going to sit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I can't be led to victory if I'm not following Jesus. Yeah. So when it's like, it's like uh, Luke said, prayer is really, I just go to Diddy to see what's up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we've got to do that. We've got to get up in, yeah. you know, in the morning. Yeah. First thing we need to do is say, morning, Diddy. I was just about to yeah. say that. It's just yeah. like any relationship. You'd say good morning to your kids, to your husband. Yeah. Good morning, God. Like, how you doing? Yes. And it's just like a relationship. You wouldn't schedule, okay, we are going to talk about this, 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 and this. How are you doing? Yeah. 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 This is what's on my heart. This is what I want to share with you. What do you think about this? Yeah. yeah. Well, his re- our relationship with him should be the closest relationship we have. Mm-hmm. Like, 
ever. Even like mm-hmm. if you're married, it's we're supposed to be closer to God than we are with our husband right. or our wife. Yes. And so many people just reserve Sunday for, well, I, I pray on Sunday, so I'm doing pretty good. And honestly, nowadays, that seems to be the best of the Christians. Like the real mm-hmm. Christians, it seems like, are the ones who only pray on Sundays. Like the rest seem mm-hmm. to never pray. And that seems to just be the standard. But the truth is, if you, I mean, I haven't experienced this, but I've, so I would assume if you have a husband or a wife and you only talk to them one day a week, you're going through life and you pass them by every day, but you only talk to them one day a week for maybe a minute or two. I don't right. think it's going to mm-hmm. last very long. Yeah. Because you don't know each other. You mm-hmm. can't be close if you barely mm-hmm. talk to each other. And yeah. so how do you expect to be as close to God as we're supposed to be if you never talk to mm-hmm. him? Yeah. And let him talk to you, not just a one-way conversation, yes. but take yeah. the time to hear from him too. He knows he knows you inside and out. Right. But we also need to take the time to hear from him because mm-hmm. he has stuff to say. That is so important. Yeah. It's such a good point. You know, it's you both had great points and you know, we don't schedule our talks. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't set out my like I've got my day timer, I like my <laughs> schedule, I like planning. You know, I've got the color coded Google calendar and everything, yeah. but I don't get up and look at the calendar and I go, Oh, from eight thirty seven to eight forty five I'm gonna talk to my husband. But then when I do sit down and have a conversation, if all I'm doing is talking at you, we're not really conversating. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no communication going if it's not two-way. There's got to be a give and a take in communication. Otherwise, I'm just talking at you, Mm -hmm. you know. But but you're right. There's... We've got to develop that intimacy mm-hmm. that you're talking about. I am so glad to know you don't have a husband somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Relief on that one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I've never experienced this. And I'm thinking you're going to go talk about like, you know, depression or something. You're like talking with a husband. I'm like, well, I'm glad to know she doesn't have that. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. <laughs> there isn't one. I just hide. It's good to know. Yeah. But, you know, I had, I wrote down the love of the father is the greatest thing in life. Mm -hmm. It is the most real thing we will ever experience in this world. You know, so oftentimes we operate by what we feel Mm -hmm. and we think, well, the feelings are real. Mm -hmm. The feelings may be a temporary fact, but that doesn't mean that they're not a lie. But God Mm -hmm. is love and God's love is the most real thing we'll ever experience in life. And so if we don't, make time and purpose ourselves and sometimes even schedule time Mm -hmm. to commune with him. It won't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I know with our schedule, I, you know, we pastor a church. I work a full-time job. We've got three kids. Well, any one of those three is a full-time, you know, Mm -hmm. ministry. We can get calls at 3 a.m. You know, kids wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, need a glass of water, you know, or the dog wakes up in the middle of the night and needs to go to the bathroom. You're constantly going, 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 doing, 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 you know. But there are times when I have to say, all right, Friday night is mine. I'm spending Friday night. I'm going on a date with my husband. Even if I hide out, our last date, literally, we hid out in our bedroom. And, like, Pastor got all the junkiest foods he could possibly find, <laughs> and he brought them to the bedroom, and we watched a movie. 
but we had to purpose ourselves. We had to schedule it. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I was kidding, you know, or not kidding, but I'm all serious. We don't schedule a daily conversating time right. yeah. with our spouse, but we do have to take time mm -hmm. and purpose ourselves to that. You know, you want to have that daily fellowship, but sometimes you really need to schedule that time in there because yeah, right. if it if you don't, it won't happen. If I don't, um, what's up, Diddy? Oh, hey, Buddy Crabtree! Yay! Um, they're watching all the way from Texas. They were translated a few minutes ago for the broadcast they were here, and then went right back. But we've got to make time to talk to the Father, mm -hmm. or that yeah. intimacy won't happen. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote down, I said, if we don't take time to draw near to God, how can we allow His love and His Holy Spirit to rest on us. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so we've got to go to the Father and spend time talking to Him. Spend mm -hmm. time learning who is this God of love. You know, I was just right. talking to somebody before I got mm -hmm. here. And I said, you know, if my mama were to call this young lady, she wouldn't know who my mama is. She doesn't know her. She doesn't know her voice. But if I call this young lady, she's taken the time to get to know me. She knows my voice. She pretty much knows when she comes to me for wise counsel, she knows the path I'm going to take her down because she's gotten to know me. Do we know God like that? Mm -hmm. You know, when we get into the middle of a pandemic, do we know what Diddy would say? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't take time to intimately get to know him, we won't know his voice. You know, it talks yeah. about the still, small voice of God. If he whispers to us quietly, can we hear him or do we need a big, loud, booming voice because we don't spend the time shutting up and listening? And that's where it's so important to do as Abigail said and listen to God. There's so many times where I've thought I've known, but until I sat down and shut up, I didn't know because yeah. I didn't allow God to speak mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Well, it's like having, I just think about like if. If I'm like facing a problem and I'm yo God'll solve it. <laughs> um, but if I'm facing a problem and I'm just really worried about it and stressed about it, and I just think I need to handle it on my own, and I try to just handle it on my own and never take it to my mom, mm. well, it's her job like to be my mom, and if I never take it to her she may have the answer she normally does mm -hmm. but if I never take it to her she can't give it to me like give me the answer if she doesn't know what I'm going through yeah. it's the same with God he's he's the God of the universe he has the answers but if we're just trying to muscle up and handle the situations that we face in life yeah. on our own first of all we weren't created to do that we weren't created to be an island but we're created for relationship. That's how God created us. Mm -hmm. But like, if we never take it to him, he can't give you the answer if you never ask. Yeah. He can try, but if you're not ready to listen, then he can't get the answer to you. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to ask. It's up to me to ask. Yeah, that's good. You know, the Bible tells us in multiple different places it not only requests, but it encourages us to be devoted to prayer. You know, just a few of them. Ephesians 6, mm -hmm. 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times. 
and mm -hmm. on every occasion. That means no matter what's going on, just keep a constant check-in yeah. with yeah. God on every occasion. Even if you've circled the mountain before, been there, done that, I know exactly what to do. That would be like saying anybody that's had a kid and then has a second kid knows everything to do. I don't care how many children you have. You don't know what to do because every child is different. I had Abigail. She was one way. Then I had Rachel. Well, two girls. Wonderful. I know what to do. Rachel was completely different than Abigail. Still today, completely different than Abigail. Then you go and you throw a little boy in the mix and like, you just throw everything out the window because yep. he's completely different from both of them. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Every occasion you want to go back to the father and say, Diddy, what do I do here? Yeah. You know, and you ask his input on it. It says, stay alert and be persistent mm -hmm. in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Right. You know, that makes me think about what we're going through right now. Yeah. How many times have we stopped and really lifted up the body? You know, no matter where you are, everybody's got an opinion on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether the, the pandemic is a natural um, disease or whatever, or maybe it's a lab genetically modified whatever. It's a spiritual thing. You should go to church. You should not go to church. You need to wear a mask. You need to not wear a mask. But have we stopped and taken the time to really ask God, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Yeah. Not what I need, you know, not what I want Serena to do or what I want Abigail to do, but I, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. But then, Lord, I lift up Serena to you. I lift up Abigail to you. Yeah. Lord, give them wisdom for what's right for them. Give them wisdom for what they need to know. Because here's the thing. What Abigail needs to do may not be what Serena needs to do, mm -hmm. which may be completely different than what I need to do. Yeah. We are all at different walks of life. And that is okay. It is okay to not be uniform. If God wanted uniformity, we would all be brunettes. But he saw fit to make me a redhead. Mm -hmm. He saw fit to make me like whiter than white with, you know, little freckle specks. And then other people have beautiful olive skin or beautiful dark brown skin. Or maybe he saw fit to make somebody a beautiful blonde with blue eyes and then black hair with green eyes. Why in the world would God want to make everything uniform yeah. when he obviously likes the beauty of mm -hmm. diversity? Mm -hmm. He obviously likes the beauty of color and different personalities. I'm cheesy. Serena <laughs> is sweet. We need both of us, you know? So we need to make sure that we are persistent yeah. in our yeah. prayers for lifting up believers everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times we lift up, you know, Lord, just get a hold of them and get them saved. But then we forget to lift up the believer. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray blessings upon Serena as she goes to her job mm -hmm. each and every day. Lord, I thank you that you placed her there to be a blessing for you, that she is the salt 
and the light. You know, and right now, I was listening to Bill Johnson yesterday. Pastor and Buddy are down at the Southwest Believers Convention in Texas. And Bill Johnson yeah. made the statement, and everybody laughed at first. I don't, I don't think they realized he was serious. But he said, you know, not everybody has had the blessing of going through chaos mm-hmm. and a pandemic in life. But what a blessing it is that right now we get to be a picture yeah. of grace right. to the world. Yeah. We get to be a picture of hope mm-hmm. to yeah. the world. We need in our personal prayer time, we need to be lifting up the body to be who they're called yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of uh, the story of David, you know, being in that continual uh, prayer, persistent prayer, because he was a leader and he needed to know how to lead others in times of chaos. And I believe he was going um, against the Philistines and God told him to... attack them one way and the next time you know same kind of situation if he wasn't in that continual prayer with God and that communion with him he would have done the same thing that he did last time just like raising a daughter well it worked for Abby it must work for Rachel you know but God told him to do something totally different and that's why it's so important to be led by the Holy Spirit and be in that uh, time of prayer to know his voice whenever he does lead us a different way in Mm -hmm. those times of confusion and chaos yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times in personal prayer, people assume, well, I'm just going to talk to God, which is good. That's a good starting point. But I think a lot of people, myself included, have taken it as a time to rant Mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. And Lord, can you believe what this person did today to me? Like, I can't. I was so nice to them. And they just, they were so rude. And And just taking the time to rant. Or give a grocery list of desires. Or, yeah. yeah, Lord, I need yeah. this, 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 and this. Nice talking to you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. Roger, Roger. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Turn the receiver off. Don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. But the, the word says, I was looking for the verse. It's in Matthew 5 and verse 44. It says, but I say to you, love your enemies, which we've... I feel like we've all grown up hearing, if you've grown up in church, we've heard this time and time again in children's church or whatever, but it says, and pray for those who, who yeah. persecute yep. you. Yeah. It doesn't say, and rant to God about mm-hmm. how rude they were, and maybe Lord just smite them off of the earth. No, that's not <laughs> what it says. It says, pray for those who persecute you. So I, what I've had to change, not that I like, ranted to God and like asked him to smite people off the earth but (laughs) just instead of just holding on to that irritation and I don't know what is up with that person today but bring it to God and Lord bless that person I don't know what is going on Mm -hmm. but something's obviously up they need your grace and mercy in whatever they're going through right now pray for those who persecute you because Obviously, something's up, and they need prayer. And I would hope that if I'm having an off day and I just do something completely out of the blue, not right, I would want that person to pray Mm -hmm. for me. And Lord bless Abby. She needs some mercy today. She needs some grace. She probably needs a nap. (laughs) That's, That's what I would want others to do, and that's what the Bible says to do. So ultimately, that's decided. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. You know, I, when I was going through the postpartum depression after Luke, um, I think one thing that really hurt me the most was like towards the end of that year, 
I was in my office one day and two different people came up and said to me on the same day, not far apart, very similar wording, which told me they were talking about me behind mm. my back. And they were saying, look, Nicole, I don't know what's going on with you, but you're just not engaged like you were before. And you just need to figure out what's going on and fix it. But never once did either one of those people who both call themselves believers, never once in that whole year did they come to me and say, are you okay? Mm. Can I pray for you? And I'm, you know, I can't say I'm sure, but based on their actions, I feel pretty secure saying I'm pretty sure Never did either one of them lift me up in prayer. You know, and we need to realize hurt people hurt people, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure I probably hurt them by disappointing them and not being as efficient as I was in my job as I was the year prior. But how short could it have been instead of a year? Could it have been shorter if the people who knew me, who truly knew me and knew my heart, knew yeah. how I operated, what would have changed if they lifted me up in prayer? Mm -hmm. And if they had a personal prayer life, wouldn't God have told them, she's going through mm -hmm. something? Y'all mm -hmm. know that's not like Nicole. That's not normal for her. You need to pray for her. But if we don't take the time to stop and listen you know, and that's, I think that's a big key we need to get is what Abigail said is when we're praying, we need to take the time to listen, just yeah. sit. And I think with the society that we're in now, you know, microwave mm -hmm. society where everybody wants to go, 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 yeah. do, do, do. You know, I know in, in our lives, I mean, we've got stuff back to back to back to back to back. You know, I do today. As soon as this is over, we've got stuff to do. Then as soon as that's over. Abigail's going one way, Serena's going another way, and I'm going this way, and we've got stuff to do until probably about 10 o'clock tonight, and we'll come together as a family, and we'll see each other. It's like, hey, how was the day? You know, we go, 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 and so I think in prayer, sometimes we forget to just stop. Yeah. You know, God says, peace, yeah. be still. Can we carry a peace into the world if we don't take the time to receive his peace? Mm -hmm. You know, can we carry the love of God and Holy Spirit, if we don't take the time to stop mm -hmm. and draw near. You yeah. know, I can holler out, Rachel, I need you to do this. And then I go do something. But if I want to receive from Rachel, I've got to stop. I've got to go to the back of the sanctuary and I've got to get close enough to her, mm -hmm. not socially distance, but get close enough to her that I can receive yeah. from her. Yeah. This is what prayer is. Prayer is drawing near to God so that we can fellowship and commune mm -hmm. and love on Him. Fellowship, er, yeah. Prayer is loving mm -hmm. on God. Mm -hmm. I would be so hurt if all my kids ever did was ranted to me, gave me their grocery list of desires, mm -hmm. but never loved on me. Mm -hmm. But then I would also be hurt if they didn't listen to me, mm -hmm. if they didn't receive from me. You know, Abigail's had stuff going on in the past and she's been like mama I just I'm so irritated and frustrated because Serena did this to me and I just don't know why she did this to me this never happened you know I mean it's just blah, 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 blah. what do I do well because she came she did rant and that is okay it's not like God doesn't know what's on your heart he knows the days when you're just like but will we stop and receive, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because that, that's when we can go, oh, 
Serena has something going on. I need mm -hmm. to pray for her. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for telling me that. Yeah. You know, and then we can go out and we can operate as led by God, carrying his love, carrying his Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. You know, I think about Peter when he walked around, his shadow, yeah. his shadow healed people. Well, that was because he had been in the presence of God so much that he was walking in the overflow yeah. of that anointing. Right. But that was because he, be he was a man of prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it says in Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. First Thessalonians 5, 17, never mm -hmm. stop praying. First yeah. Timothy 2, 8, in every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger, ranting, mm -hmm. and controversy. You know, and Jesus models prayer yeah. again and again. He continually slipped away. You know, how do you, how do you think he means never stop praying? Like, do you think I'm supposed to wake up in the morning and be like, Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for the blue skies and thank you for the green grass and thank you <laughs> for my black shirt and thank you, Lord, that I've got purple on my shirt and thank you that I get to sit beside Serena today. You're going to run that out of stuff great. to thank. <laughs> but then what happens when I come up to you and you mm -hmm. want to talk and it's like, I'm sorry, I, the mm -hmm. word says never stop praying, mm -hmm. so I can't talk to you. What do you mean? What do you think he means when he says never stop praying? I think it's being that continual um, mode of, you know, what would what would God want me to do in this situation? And mm -hmm. I think that even being in that mode of praying in the spirit, you know, at all mm -hmm. in all times that I know that first uh, verse that we mentioned had mentioned that. Um, but just being in that mode of having your mind focused on God. How mm -hmm. would he want me to react in this situation? How would he want me to respond? Yeah. Yeah. Back to what you said, and this goes right along mm -hmm. with that, talking about peace in Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of Christ yeah. rule in your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so in every situation, mm -hmm. letting the peace, when we have yeah. an intimacy with God mm -hmm. like that, we'll, and we're open to receiving from him, he will give us a peace in yes. situations. Yeah. So it's not like, Hold on, I I don't know which aisle I should go down at the grocery store. Dear Lord, which <laughs> aisle should I go down? Okay, this one. He's not wanting us mm -hmm. to do that every time, but just like let the peace yeah. Yeah. rule in our heart. All right, I just I'm going through life. Oh, I had a check on going down mm -hmm. that aisle right now, and maybe there was a tripping hazard. I don't know. <laughs> but and then he'll give you peace on where to go and guiding mm -hmm. you through life. Instead of having to like take a step, dear Lord, all right, right. and then stop, and then you're not going to do anything in life if you do mm -hmm. that. Right. You just let the peace rule your heart. And don't be, like you were saying, don't be moved by other things. Don't be moved by anything but the peace of God. Yeah. yeah. That's and good. that's really putting where that comes from is putting your full trust in the mm -hmm. Lord. Yeah. Knowing him on an intimate level because mm -hmm. you've spent that time with him and knowing that I love him. So I know he's gotten me taken care of everything in my life will work for good to those who love the Lord and putting that 100% trust in the Lord. And then 
there's never a reason that we should be out of peace for yeah. the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Read the word. That's a fact. That reminds me of a quote. Um, if you pray while others are sleeping, you'll be able to sleep yes. while others are praying. So in those mm -hmm. times, you'll like of confusion or whatever, whatever it is, you're going to be able to still be led by that peace and be able to have that rest, even if yeah. the situations around us aren't looking peaceful at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, if you pray while others are sleeping, you're not going to lose sleep mm -hmm. worrying. You know, others spend the night wringing their hands and praying mm -hmm. about what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, this is coming. And they sit there and they wring their hands praying mm -hmm. and they can't sleep because they're so fearful. Yeah. But because of the intimacy, you've yeah. got the peace yes. because you spent that time in prayer mm -hmm. while others are wringing their hands, you know, worryfully praying. Mm -hmm. We spent that time in intimacy so we can sleep right. while they're praying, but we can sleep knowing God gives to his beloved even as they rest. Yes. Right. You know, and it's uh, Bill Johnson made this statement on the same message yesterday. He said, the only reason we can live in fear in any situation, live in fear to the virus, live in fear to whatever. The only reason we can live in fear is because it's bigger in our attention than is our than is our awareness of God. Wow. If you spent time having an intimate fellowship with God, God is so much a part of you. Mm -hmm. God is so real to you that anything lesser doesn't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, he told he told us to, you know, fear not. Right. Multiple times in mm -hmm. the Bible. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Mm -hmm. He says, don't worry, I'll never leave you nor yeah, forsake yeah. you. Well, nothing that's a part of the curse can come near God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if God, if I know that God is always with me, you know, is somebody going to come up to that baby cub when Big Diddy Lion is standing beside it? <laughs> no, it ain't going to happen. Well, when we understand God is that gentle yet ferocious lion yeah. he will gently love on us and mm -hmm. nurture us and pull us near but when anything comes near to us that doesn't belong he will be ferocious yeah. you know it says mm -hmm. he's a jealous god you know and i think of it like this he is jealous for us to receive nothing but his love he is mm -hmm. jealous for us mm -hmm. to experience nothing but his love so when anything comes near that would have us up at night wringing our hands, he's like, I got this, baby. You go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And we can rest in him. You know, and part of that comes from also knowing who we are to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that baby cub can rest beside its Diddy's side because it knows Diddy's got me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think about all the times that we've worried or we feared, it's because we've taken our eyes off of God. We've taken our eyes off of the reality of who He is and who we are to Him. Yeah. You know, so we've got to make sure that we take time to spend in prayer daily, personal prayer. Yeah. You know, Jesus counseled His disciples in Matthew 26. He says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Temptation to fear, temptation to worry, mm -hmm. yeah. temptation to do the wrong thing, temptation to you know let the redhead come out of me rather than the Holy Spirit, temptation to just make the wrong choice. You're going to be tempted to do ungodly things 
every day of your life. Mm -hmm. But watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Yeah. Yeah. You can walk the path you're called to walk if daily you were in constant fellowship with God, which is just what Serena and Abigail were saying. It's not walking down the hall going, I can't talk to you because I'm praying right now. Mm -hmm. You know, he tells us up in Matthew 6, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, yeah. for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward mm -hmm. in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Part of that praying is taking the time to pull ourselves aside and be one-on-one -on -one with Diddy. But then part of that praying is praying without ceasing. It's going through life, walking into the grocery store. And it's just as you're walking in, Lord, thank you. I get to go grocery shopping. Y'all, yeah. I loathe grocery shopping. <laughs> but I walk in, thank you, Lord, that I get to go grocery shopping today. You've provided for me. You've given me a good place mm -hmm. to go, a safe place to go. And I get to go. And it's just, you know, and even walking in, I don't always think those thoughts but I live a life that I'm constantly talking to him mm -hmm. or listening to him. You know, so I, I may walk into the food line and not be thinking anything at all. But I hear God say, I want you to go to the frozen section first. Well, that makes absolutely no sense for me to go to the, gro the frozen section because I know it's going to take me at least 30 minutes in the grocery store. By the time I get done, my frozen stuff's already thawing out. But I walk down there and there's a young lady who is just having a horrible day. Maybe she's going home and she's planning to overdose. But because Serena listened to God, to Holy Spirit, when he yeah. said, go to the frozen food section, and look, Serena's constantly smiling and looking like a picture of joy. And she just walks past and she, hey, how are you? Have a good day. Maybe that's all she says. But that one four-second interaction, yeah. that lady grabs a hold mm -hmm. of hope. There was one ray of sunshine. Maybe there's another. Maybe there's one reason to hold on just one more day. And then that one more day leads her to the gas station where Abigail's out soul winning. And she walks up to this young lady and says, Do you know that Jesus loves you? That's all it takes. That's the power of never Stop mm -hmm. praying. Pray without ceasing. Your praying without ceasing will lead you to the right place at the right time, pouring mm -hmm. out the abundance of Holy Spirit and love yeah. that you've encountered yeah. because of intimacy with the Father. You can change a life forever mm -hmm. because you're just constantly willing to be led by God. Yeah. Before we close, yeah. you got anything? No, that's good. Yeah, Amen. So let's just purpose. I know we're a little bit over, and I'm not going to apologize. But let's just, uh, let's just purpose mm -hmm. that today we're going to make a commitment. And look, everybody's done it. I'm sure at some point or another, Billy Graham did not pray as much as he needed to pray. But he was a man devoted to prayer. So when he realized, he missed it. Just like you know, when I came out of postpartum depression, I realized you know, I hit bottom I was like, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I need you. And you know what I heard? Finally, I've mm -hmm. been waiting on you, baby. I didn't hear 
Nicole, it is about time. You spent almost a year going through hell and beyond. And the whole time I was sitting here, why didn't you come? I didn't get that. I got Diddy's loving arms. Not once did he tell me what I should have done. He just welcomed me with loving arms. So even if today you've not yet been a man or a woman of prayer, let's just decide that starting today, I'm going to become a person of prayer. I'm going to do what the Word says. Because if we believe that the Word is inspired by God, if we believe that the Word is our easy button to life, if we believe that God is always leading us to triumph, if we believe that God is love and He loves me, why would we not do what He says? And He says, come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest. He says, pray without ceasing. He says, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm going to abide, that means I'm going to have to be in. I'm going to have to get close. You know, I abide with Abigail. I don't abide with Serena, but we fellowship. But our relationship is so much closer because we abide together. We're together day in, day out. We're intimate in that we talk all the time about everything. We talk. That's what God wants. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go King James. You don't even have to get on your knees and close your hands, close your eyes. You know, (laughs) I laugh because there was not long ago I was sitting in my office and somebody walked in and they're like, they kind of gave me a look and I realized I was praying. And it was just so much a part of me that even as I'm typing on the computer, I'm praying and don't even Mm -hmm. realize I'm doing it. But it was just, that is pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just talking to God like you would talk to somebody sitting beside you. It's just, God, this is so good. Lord, I don't know what I am doing here. I need you to help me with this. Lord, these people are crack-a-lacking. Help me to be a vision of hope Mm -hmm. in this situation. (laughs) God, did you see that? Did you see what they just did? (laughs) That was so funny. That's Mm -hmm. praying. That's living life with God. Mm -hmm. That's what he longs to do. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank mm-hmm. you, Father, that you long to live and do life with us. Mm-hmm. Lord, yeah. I thank you yeah. that you long to abide in us and us in you. Father, I thank you that praying is as simple as just opening our hearts and opening our mouths to you. Lord, I commit today. I am a woman of prayer. Mm-hmm. Father, I repent Right now, to you before God and man, I repent for not being as much a woman of prayer as what I should have been. Lord, I haven't had that intimate connection with you like you long to do. Because no matter how much I've done it, Lord, you long to draw closer to me and I to you. And Lord, your word tells me that if I draw near to you, you will draw near to me. The fact, Lord, that I have worried before, the fact, Lord, that I didn't know what to do, that I lacked wisdom, tells me that at some point in time, I didn't pray enough. But Lord, I know when I draw near to you, I won't lack any good Mm -hmm. thing. 
So, Father, I apologize for those times when I didn't draw near to you enough. But, Lord, I commit to you right now. Just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus you are Lord. You are Lord. You call the shots. You call the shots. And I obey. And I obey. I commit my life to you today. I commit my life to you today. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill me. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that as we give our lives to you, Father, we just declare right now you are Lord. Yeah. Jesus is our Savior. And we commit that we will be led by him in all things because we are people of prayer, people devoted to prayer, as your word says. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we know your voice and the voice of a stranger we won't follow. And Lord, I just ask today that you would make your presence more real to us than it has ever been before. Lord, I pray that you would teach us how to pray. You know, it's going to feel, it may feel awkward when we're starting, Lord. But I thank you that as we get to know you, it's not awkward, mm -hmm. but it's an intimate connection. So teach us, Lord, how to pray. Teach us how to come to you in all things. Not hesitantly, but Lord, teach us how to come boldly to your throne. Boldly with praise. Boldly with mm -hmm. thanksgiving. Boldly with our, making our requests known to you. And boldly, Lord, just in a hunger for intimacy. Lord, I thank you that we are people that draw near just because we long to be near to you. That's who we are today. And I thank you for the honor of serving a father who longs to draw near to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that with us, if you committed to God today to just give your life to him and to be a person of prayer, let us know. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for your commitment to God and pray for it to be strengthened. We just read that the world, the word tells us to daily commit ourselves to prayer and to commit believers in prayer. So reach out and let us know that you prayed that commitment today. We love you. We thank you for the honor of spending this time with you and we love you and we will be lifting you up in prayer today and every day. Have a great day. We're going to close with Barrett and we just pray blessings on your day that you would walk in the full manifestation of the love and salvation that God has for you. Love you. Hey guys, so we always like to wrap up our time by giving you an opportunity to sow because sowing is a tool that the Lord has given you because he loves you. And as Pastor Nicole was saying earlier, Pastor Brian and Buddy are actually in Texas. Uh, they're at a convention that's happening down there, the Believers Convention. And one of the speakers that was speaking this morning, uh, Brother Creflo Dollar, he had a quote and pastor sent it out to the leadership team here at the church. And the thing that he said is giving is a reflex of our love relationship with the father. Giving is a reflex with of our love relationship with the father. And you, I know we talk a lot about how this is a tool for you, but this time is also an opportunity 
for you to demonstrate to the Lord whose image you're created in. You know, it tells us in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, that God created us in his image. In the image of God, he created man and woman. Well, okay, that's, you know, that's great to hear. But what is, on earth does this have to do with giving? I'm super glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> God gave. Did you, like, I, the first time I ever heard that, you know, we hear so much. Unfortunately, giving is one of those things that people oftentimes can get really turned off by because they've seen people do it right and they've seen people do it wrong. And it's almost like giving comes on and people just tune out. But God gave first. You know, we are created in his image to do the things that God does. You know, we're created to pray. We're created to have fellowship with the Father because Jesus has fellowship with the Father. Well, the Father also gave. And it says so in John chapter 3, verse 16. I know, super unfamiliar scripture. <laughs> we're going to read it anyway, just for kicks. <laughs> it says, John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved that he gave. You know, this go, it goes hand in hand with what Pastor Nicole and Abby and uh, Serena were just talking about. It's an overflow of love that causes us to do the things that God has enabled us to do. It's, an, it's love that enables us to pray. It's love that enables us to give. And so often, you know, the times where I've done it wrong and I've given wrong, it's been, I'm going to give to get. And, you know, there are verses that promise we've taught them. I taught them yesterday. <laughs> you know, seed time and harvest, you sow, you'll reap. It's a principle. But... We do it because we love him. You know, there's a story in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 23. And in that story, this man is asking Jesus how we can have eternal life. And Jesus tells him the things that he should do. You know, don't commit adultery. Don't go murder people. Like, you know, don't do that stuff. And the guy's like, okay, check. I've already done that. <laughs> I haven't killed people. Great. And what else can I do? And Jesus told him, like it says that Jesus's heart was filled with love toward him. And that love told him to tell the man to go sell all that he had and to follow Jesus. It wasn't because Jesus wants people poor. That's, that's not scripture. That's not Bible. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. I mean, immediately we can counter that. But Jesus did it because money had the man instead of the man having proper hold on the money. Oftentimes with this time of giving, it really shows what has our heart. And if we allow money to be the thing that has our heart, that's great for us while we're here on the earth maybe, but it's not going to lead to anything eternally profitable. But when we show God, God, I'm made in your image. I'm going to do what you tell me is best for me. I'm going to honor you. This heart of love and honor that I have for you, let it be a demonstration of the passion that I hold for you. Let this be a reflex of the love that I have. You know, Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian's son, Luke, like I love Abby and Rachel, but they're, they're older, they're grown. Luke still has that like cute little kid button going on. And so I remember the first time that Luke ever told me that he loved me, 
same with the girls, but I mean, it was coming out of like a two-year-old. He's like, I love you, Bewit. I, like I would about bought him a car. Like I was like, let's go to Walmart, babe. Like you go pick up whatever toy you want to because it was a giving reflex. You know, when Eo, when Rachel and Abigail, when they do something that blesses me, I literally look for things to give them immediately because it's a reflex of love. Love gives. And today, this time, let this be a reflex of the love that you have for God because man, oh man, has he lavished us with love. It's like he has a bucket and he's just poured it out and poured it out and oh, it's still going and oh, it's never ending because oh, he's the God of more than enough and he never stops. He is so abundantly given. Our reflex should just be to give that love right back. Money is not your source. God is your source. He is the source of joy. He doesn't want to take from you. He just wants you to be his people. And it's a, this is giving is a super easy way to demonstrate, God, you have me. You have all of me. You have all of my heart. You have all of who I am. You can take any, like, he's not going to take it, but Lord, you can receive anything that I give to you. Like, I just want, I just want to please you. I just want to love you. Think of this. And then I, I want to pray over your seed and we'll wrap up for the day. You know, God so loved you that he didn't even lay hold of Jesus. He didn't even hold on to Jesus. He let Jesus go. He released him and he gave him to you. The savior of the world, he let him go out of his hand so that you could benefit from it. What is money compared to Jesus? Nothing. It's nothing. It's a tool. That's all money is, is it's a tool. So today, let's hear from the Holy Spirit and let's ask him, God, with this tool that you've placed in my hand, whether it looks like a Swiss army knife, if it looks like a little monkey wrench, if it's like a chainsaw, I don't care how big the size of the tool is, God, what do you want me to use it for today? Let's hear from the Holy Spirit. And then let's just honor the Father because He's worthy and He loves you and He loves, He just loves His people and you're part of that. So Lord, for every person watching, I ask right now that Holy Spirit, you speak to each person's heart. Lord, show them, show them the tool that you have placed in their hand. Your word tells us that every sower has seed because you give seed to the sower. So, Lord, the men and women who have heard this message today, who have heard these words about giving, Lord, as you've spoken to them and they've said, Lord, I want to give, show them the seed that you've placed in their hand. Bring it to them. Give them an amount. Show them what the seed is. And Lord, I ask right now in Jesus' mighty name that you empower them, empower them with strength, to do what you're calling them to do and let them do it cheerfully. Let them not be like the rich man in Mark 10 who went away sorrowfully because money had his heart. Let them be as the disciples who abandoned all that they knew and gave it up to follow Christ. Let us not be held by money, but let us use money as a tool, a tool to bring in goodness here on the earth. Lord, you're so good. And I just declare in the name of Jesus for every seed sown, 
everything given in Jesus' name. May it be blessed. 30, 60, 100 fold. Blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let goodness and mercy follow the sower. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are led to give right now, if the Lord has been speaking to you, and I know he has been because he wouldn't have had us bother to do this time if this, if he wasn't speaking. If you're led to give on Facebook, we've made it super easy, barely an inconvenience. All you have to do is type in hashtag donate on Facebook, followed by the money amount. So example, you can do hashtag donate 20, hashtag donate 1,000, whatever it is that the Lord has spoken to you. You can do that on Facebook. Or for any of our streaming platforms, you are able to go to givebc.org. That'll connect you straight to us, and you can give on there as well. We are looking to increase our platforms that we accept giving on. But if you are an old-fashioned check writer person, I'm one of those people, you can mail a check to P.O. Box 1515. Uh, Cara Boomerang Church, Albemarle, North Carolina, 28001. If you have questions, you can send a message to the page. But we love you. We believe in you. And you today, your intimacy with God is being freshly renewed. And it's going to be such a great day. It already has been, but it's just going to go up from here. And really, it's just going to keep going up until tomorrow. Because tomorrow, we have a whole nother day. It's Friday here at Lunch Plus, And it's going to be a great day. And here's the thing. The only thing I'm going to tell you about tomorrow, you ready for this? Good watermelon buddy. That's it. That's all you get. You'll have to tune in tomorrow, 1145 in the morning to find out what those code names mean. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. We love you. We believe in you. Be blessed.